Hey friends, welcome back to Flourishing in Faith. If you're on your daily walk, drive to work or school, or simply just making dinner, I pray these conversations bring glory to God and ultimately draw you closer to Him. I decree that your relationship with Jesus will flourish and faithful fruit will be the evidence of that. Alrighty friends, welcome back to Podcastmas Day 11. We are going through the book of Luke if you're new and you just clicked on this podcast you thought that was interesting. Well, hello. We are in going through the book of Luke. I have a podcast series where it's every day in December I'm posting an episode and we're going through a book of the Bible and the book of the Bible we are in is Luke and it is Luke 11 because I'm posting it on the 11th of December. So happy 11th of December friends. <laughs> but Luke 11 1 through 4 it starts off with the Lord's Prayer and we've heard it before but you know, we've heard it before it's said in church, maybe said just in your own personal reading. And my Bible said in my commentary part that to reiterate that it's not intended to be used as a mere ritual, but as to be a guide to prayer as well. And in Matthew, it says a little bit more of a deep depth, deeper depth to it. So if you want to read it in Matthew, I think it's Matthew 6 as well. Um, it's really cool to compare the Lord's Prayer, same thing, but it's a little bit, it says in a little bit different ways in Matthew, and it's really cool. But we love the Lord's Prayer. So we start off with our Father in Heaven, hallowed be your name. Starts off with worship. And then it goes into your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So it's about God. So we praise Him, and then God's will to, for God's will to be done on earth as it is in heaven and then our daily bread praying for our physical needs and then also forgiving us as we forgive others so it's talking about forgiveness and asking confession that's kind of like the model of prayer that jesus prays okay in verse five through eight it talks about actually the persistence in prayer and how it's necessary for our benefit not necessarily for god's benefit benefit but it's necessary for our benefit to be persistent in prayer and that persistence in translated is actually meaning over boldness or shamelessness shamelessness so it's shamelessly praying in a continual sense for god's like it says in the lord's prayer for god's will to be done for god to for our personal needs and our physical needs, but also for forgiveness for ourselves and for others. And it's just that persistence. And then he will rise and give them as many as he needs, says in verse eight. And then it keeps on going into this kind of like prayerful atmosphere in verse nine through 13, talking about asking, seeking, and knocking. And the good gift that the God will give us if we ask and seek and if we knock because he's a father that will give us not necessarily an egg if you ask for a scorpion he will give you the good gift and that good gift is the Holy Spirit and the Jesus does desire people to receive the Holy Spirit at this time I mean he was the only one obviously besides Mary and because Mary, Jesus was in Mary, but that really that had the Holy Spirit inside of him, and John and John that had the Holy Spirit inside of him and working through him. And he desired for the other people to have that same thing, the same gift, that good gift. And the Lord desires to pour out the Holy Spirit on us to those who are desirous of receiving. 
and he's not he's a gentleman he's not going to pour out his spirit on you if you're not going to ask for it or if you're not desiring it and I think a lot of us will wonder why we aren't healing hearing from God not necessarily that but also why we we don't have this communication with God as other people do that's what I'm meaning communication with God as other people do and why can't I have that communication with the Holy Spirit like others well have you asked seeked and knocked and are you desirous of it? Do you desire that? Do you desire the intimacy with God? Because some people don't. <laughs> they don't because they know the cost of that. And they know what... How am I trying to say this? They know what will be called out if the Holy Spirit is in them and speaking to them. So, they don't want that. They don't desire that. Okay. Verse 14 through 23 talks about a house divided cannot stand every kingdom divided against itself cannot stand and it says in verse 23 this is jesus talking he who is not with me is against me and who he who does not gather with me scatters so jesus is talking to people who are seeking to test him and he, knowing their thoughts, said to them, Every kingdom divided against itself is brought to destruction, and a house divided against a house falls. If Satan also is divided against himself, how can his kingdom stand? Hmm. And that's most often what it is. Satan is divided against himself in his own house. And so he can't stand. The only house that is that can stand is a house that is united, not divided. And that's what the enemy wants to come and do is to divide families, to divide divide family units, to divide churches, to divide divide um, just small groups, to divide all the things. He, he his goal is to disunify the church so that we can't build the church. And so we have to, as Jesus was making this aware to us, so that we have to stay united. And then in verse 23, talking about he who is not with me is against me and he who does not gather with me scatters. So we have to know who our allegiance is with. And that will in turn unite us together. Who do we, who do we follow? Who do we all have in common? Jesus. Who do we all serve? Jesus. Who's Lord over our life? Jesus. That unity, knowing who we are who we are fighting and who our allegiance is with, who we're fighting with and who our allegiance is with, that will unite unite us in itself. So 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 good. In verse 24 through 26, is an interesting thing that Jesus is talking about. He's talking about unclean spirits. And I'm just gonna read the whole thing because I feel like it's it's needed to kind of explain and to expound on. So I'm starting at verse 24 of your Bibles. When an unclean spirit goes out of a man, he goes through dry places seeking rest, finding none. He says, I will return to my house from which I came. And when he comes, he finds it swept and put in order. Then he goes and takes with him seven other spirits more wicked, more wicked than himself, and they enter and dwell there. And the last state of that man is worse than the first. So... The vacuum left by the departure of an evil spirit must be filled with the Holy Spirit or else the individual is open to worse demonic activity. 
Like it says in verse 25 that he will come and bring seven other spirits with him. So if we don't replace (laughs) those other spirits with the Holy Spirit, then, and we don't receive the Holy Spirit, I mean, the Holy Spirit is a gentleman. He won't come upon you and speak to you if you're not allowing him to. Hmm. <laughs> he's, a, it's a, he's a gentleman. We often, we grieve the Holy Spirit. Because we want our way and our what we want. <laughs> we're so prideful and we're so selfish that we want what we want. And we don't want to hear from any other person, any other power, any other, anybody else. Because we want what we want. But there's so much power in correction. There's so much power in discipline. There's so much power in listening instead of talking. And that's what the Holy Spirit comes in. We have to come. I just pray for our generation to desire more of the Spirit of God in their life. And to live a Spirit-filled life. Hmm. But, yes. So we have to be careful that we will continue to receive the Holy Spirit. And that's kind of the explanation of that verse. Then we go into verse 33 through 36. It's talking about the lamp of the body is the eye. The eye. And I've, you know, we've heard many times that the eyes are the windows to the soul. You know, the eyes are the lens of the soul. So it reflects your total life, your eyes eyes what you take in reflects what your life is like your inner man is like and if it's full of light or if it's full of darkness darkness meaning not necessarily just like pitch black dark but it's meaning literally for physical darkness and metaphorically darkness for spiritual moral and intellectual darkness darkness arises from error ignorance, disobedience, willful blindness, and rebellion. That's what this darkness from our eyes, what we take in, that's what it's from. And one thing that really stuck out to me was willful blindness. Willful blindness. That we will become willfully blind to something because we truly believe that maybe one way is right, one way is wrong, that we will willfully be blinded to what God has to say. And I'm like, Whoa. I mean, can you think of some people in your life? Not necessarily some people in your life. Can you think of some things in your own life that you have, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty that you have before chosen to be blind to? I mean, I have. I totally have. I mean, you think of like past not necessarily relationships, but past people that I've liked before, people that I, you know, was friends with, that I was willfully blinded to the, to the obvious sin in their life because I just wanted to be loved. And I just wanted a friend and I just wanted somebody to care for me. I just wanted to love somebody to love me. And so I was willfully blind to the things that they were struggling with and the things that they were influencing me with because I wanted to be loved because I wanted to be cared for. Ooh. So what is our eyes, what is, what is the film on our eyes? Is it through the, through the film of Jesus and through the film of our, 
our salvation in Christ? Is that is that what we're looking at things through? Or we are we looking at things through a selfish, flesh-like film that we're looking at things will be how we want to look at things? So is that light or is that darkness? Because there's opportunity for a shining light that you can shine if you're not bl- willfully blinded or even you're not being disobedient and rebellious and ignorant to what God has and right in front of you but we have we have to get that film off of our eyes and that carnal view of life off of our eyes because there's so much more than what we can see in the physical but there's so much more in the spiritual that we have yet to see we have yet to see friends and so we have to watch our eye (laughs) watch what we're gazing at watch what you're gazing at friends because it could either feed your flesh or it could feed your spirit that's a word right there and then the last part of the chapter of luke talks about and yet again we're talking about woes you know i love the word woe and we're talking about woes to the pharisees and to the lawyers so jesus actually invited to dinner with pharisees and lawyers so he is dining with them, sitting down to eat. And Jesus says a few things that stick out to me. He talks about how the Pharisees are meticulous about the outward things of the law, but not the inner, not their own inner holiness. And they are passed by the justice and the love of God. And he talks about the lawyers, how they placed intolerable legalistic requirements, but avoid them for themselves. So, a lot of good things there, but those are the things that mainly stick out to me personally. But I highly recommend, go read these, the whole chapter of Luke 11. It's amazing. And I will see you guys tomorrow for Luke 12 on the podcast series. I'm so thankful for y'all joining me. If you have something that you want to share, something that you've learned from Luke 11, comment down below. I'd love to hear it from you guys. I'd love to heart your comments and listen to what you guys have to say. Also, if you want to be part of our broadcast channel and Instagram, we also are discussing Luke Luke 11 in depth. I'm sharing my notes on there and I'll be able to just talk to you guys, talk back and forth on my broadcast channel. So it's in the link link in the description below. Alrighty, friends, I love you guys, and I hope you have an amazing day. And I will see y'all tomorrow for Podcast Miss Day 12. Bye, friends.